We're getting close to the end of 2023, so it's time for our annual wrap-up of what we've learned, what we think is going to happen, you know, your typical year-end show. It's the Learning Geeks coming to you right now. Jake, before we dive in, I have to comment. Your new microphone looks fantastic. Thank you. Yes. I don't know why I did make the upgrade earlier. But because you, you just got your end of the year bonus, so now you could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, it's the boom arm that I yeah. think at the end of the day, I should have just gotten that a long time ago. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, I tried getting one a while ago, and I just couldn't get it to work on my desk. But that's when I had another desk right next to me. And uh, now yeah. Sherry's commandeered that desk and took it into the other room. So when you were talking about it, I've actually had the mic that you bought and that boom arm in my Amazon cart and For taken out time? and back in. No, like just since we talked about it last week. Oh, really? Like two or three <laughs> times. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger and everything. But I do it. Here's the do thing. It is is you know you look like super comfortable when i when we do the podcast i have to lower my chair yes and you know and i'm hunched yeah. over trying to get my mic to the right place and i am i'm totally doing that i'm i'm going to buy it today I, as soon as so that that's the other thing so um so i have a, a standing desk so i have to move it i had to always move it up to get it at the right level yeah. and then my arms were <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> were up. My shoulders started cramping up because of the way I was sitting on the desk. But yeah. now I can sit normally like I normally do, adjust the mic. It really was something I should have done years ago. Yes. Really. All right. So you guys need to send me the specs. I got a little FOMO going on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I will, Dane. I'll put together the card. Well, did you get the did you get the roadie arm then too? Yes. Jake? It's yeah. the one that's kind so of So this is that. the this is the pod mic. Uh, roadie pod mic with the the roadie arm yeah great and I mean, we're not sponsored by roadie we, we, we're we happy not. to take any you know <laughs> donations from them you know we are not but they make good stuff they make great stuff yeah yeah that's great well hey guys it's the end of the year so um what have we learned nothing <laughs> what'd you learn recess. at school today data nothing, nothing. <laughs> joined recess <laughs> yeah, I learned about recess. I got a handful of things that uh, when we were talking about this, I jotted down a few things. Yeah, good. So well, I came I'll, up I'll... with three, so we can, we can round robin yeah. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this one's kind of impacting, and and I have to be careful how I how I talk about it. But the, the idea is that one thing I learned, or maybe it's something I relearned, is how much the world can change in a short period of time, and how the opportunities that you have today can be gone tomorrow. So that whole notion of carpe diem uh, hits. Oh, Bob's holding up his neck. I, I was trying to point out how my number one was things change fast. So, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so my, I mean, the, an example that came to my mind is that, you know, six months ago, as, as you know, I took, uh, Julie and I took our daughters and her husbands over to Israel, right, to, mm -hmm. to visit historic and holy sites. We had a great experience and, and we ate a wonderful dinner at the home of, of a Palestinian Arab and our tour guide was Jewish and we interacted with both cultures. We laughed and learned things and, and the world's different. You know, I, yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't take them over there at this point. Now, 
you know, how does that apply to what we do in, in the world of work and the world of learning? Well, Gen AI is a perfect example, right? Seven, eight, nine months ago, there was, there was not on the scene. And how many podcasts have we done about it? Right. That's right. Um, organizations change. There's transformations that go on all the time. Cultures change, leadership changes. So the, the thing that I learned or relearned is that no matter if it's whether in your personal life or in your work life, um, opportunities come and there's a window of time when you can take advantage of those opportunities. And, and if you don't, you may be missing out on something. So to me, that was, a, that was an important, something I've known all along, but it was just a really dramatic reinforcer with some of the things that have gone on this last year. Yeah. And when did you go? When was that, Dana, that you It went? was May. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So roughly six months Quickly. Ago. Quickly. Yep. How fast that yep. turned. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, like I said, that was my number one thing this year, too, was just how fast things can change. And the fact that, you know, our, our little vision for what we think learning will look like in 2035, <laughs> that we were just wrapping up this time last year and thinking... Yeah we're not going to be able to get here by 2035. Yeah. Like, you know, now it's like most of it we could do right now with the, with the technology that's come out and it just keeps changing. It, you know, it keeps changing so fast. Yeah. The future um, is coming faster than we ever anticipated. And, yeah. and we're talking, I mean, that's work, but also in, in, in our personal lives too, the future just, mm-hmm. that's right. Speed of and, everything seems to be uh, exponentially growing. So, so Bob, because I, I have something similar for mine. Yeah. But I would, I'd love to hear from you. When that happens, because again, all three of us are innovation guys. Yeah. That's what we do. It is. But do you ever get freaked out? I'm totally freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure, like, because we never talk about that, but I do. And, and, yeah. and, and I have to tell myself to stop. But I was just curious if, if you're I'm, I'm freaked out on a couple of different fronts, right? Like this is not the first revolution that that we've lived through. You know, I yeah. I remember like the first when I started working at Anderson Consulting in 1989, we all had IBM PCs, right? Um, right? We you know it, giant workstations under our desk that you know now have the power of of the free calculator that well, you get in a box of cereal. Well, Bob, just back up a little bit. When I started, yeah. there were Wang terminals, right? Wang terminals, dumb, right? Dumb terminals, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And and but then like, when 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 desktop started showing up, everybody's like, "Ooh, look at so and so with a right? desktop." Yeah, and the computing actually happens there, right? You know, right. Not in the server room downstairs. <laughs> it's amazing. And but you know, yeah, like the first when I first started working, I was working on a documentation team. All the documentation we wrote was in WordPerfect. And, you know, it, it was not a it was not a GUI, right? Remember that word? GUI, graphical user mm-hmm. interface. Yeah. It was all yeah. text-based. It was 100% text-based. And then, like, we saw the evolution of, of graphical user interfaces. And, you know, Macs finally really caught on. And then Windows. And just by the way, the race and, yeah. just one by the way, uh, when I do my 15-mile bike rides... I ride right past the old Word Perfect facility in in uh, Oregon. <laughs> oh, wow. You pointed that out to me when we visited. It was amazing. Oh, that's it's still cool. there. That's it's cool. amazing, right? Um, it's, it's not Word Perfect anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, th- then we saw the the innovation of the internet coming and, you know, we went from you had to get special permission to install this thing called Netscape on your computer to yeah. we're running our entire company on the internet in like six months. Yeah. But it, the the iPhone revolution, the smartphone revolution, all of those yeah, things iPad. I felt like, yeah, right? right? All of those things I felt like I was on top of and out ahead and I could help guide people through it. And this thing, I just feel like, I can barely keep up. So yeah. I am really freaked out about it from that aspect. And the other thing, I I just have to be honest uh, with end of the year clarity. All I know is that our roles as corporate learning people are going to evolve as AI continues to evolve. I, I don't know what it's going to evolve into. Yeah. I'm not and 100% it, and sure. And it's not going to be a slow evolution. It's going to be a pretty right. quick evolution. I mean, next be- next year when we're having this discussion, it's going to be a very different discussion than we're having now. Mm-hmm. Totally. So what's freaking you out, Jake? Maybe this should be our Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's freaking us out? <laughs> the, night, the nightmare before Christmas episode. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, part of it, a lot of that is, I mean, just to kind of go back on that, I'll share something else too in a bit. But um, I've also have been challenged with this space as well. I've... I feel like it's my responsibility as long as with a few members on my team to be ahead of it. Like we should be, but there have been moments this year and this links to my next, my, my point where I had a hard time. It came this, all of the, all of the new changes came at a time when I've been emotionally drained, mm-hmm. just like a really, really emotional and drained. And so I think one of our topics is going to be, I can't remember. It's going to be back to more of that holistic side of the mental uh, the, the energy side right i think we're going to do that in a, a couple episodes yeah back with lauren again but I, I i have actually reflected a lot and learned a lot about how much of it when you do feel that emotional drain how much impact it does have on your yeah. ability to learn and it was really hard for me to say oh, okay now i gotta go start to embed uh, AI into my workflows, or I have to learn about XYZ topic, whatever we are researching. And it, it just was hard because all I wanted to do is go sit on the couch and watch The Office for the 180th time. <laughs> and, and because it was something comforting or go yeah. turn on my phone. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that that to me was something that I've learned pretty quickly is, is that how to deal with that emotional drain and then what are mechanisms in which I can figure out how to get around it. But at the same time, knowing that it's it's always going to come. Yeah. I think that was my realization of that I was fighting with it and figuring out, no, 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 Jake, you got to learn this stuff. You got to be the one ahead. I mean, what I ended up doing is I found people that are really, really passionate into it. And it's I, I said, it's not just me. I can have other people do it. You know, and then eventually, now I feel at a point where I, I want to learn more again about it. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the opportunity. But anyway, that's that was mine with the round of this whole adaptability. Things can change so quickly. Mine's a lot on the emotional side of how much it does impact your ability to learn. So, Jake, my number two was I relearned the importance of linking the biology of our brains and the biology of our body with yeah. our learning designs. Right? You were talking mm-hmm. about that personally. But biology really matters when it comes to our ability to learn. And, uh, you know, we've, as a learning industry, we've not always paid attention to that. And, and I'm glad that we're 
paying more attention to it. Um, but, you know, it, it's still, there's not enough attention being paid to it from my perspective. No, I think even in the world, what what's the common term? There's so many common terms, but one we hear, upskilling and reskilling. Got to reskill the workforce. But the if you really step back, there's a there's there can be some major emotional challenges that come with that, especially yeah. if you're someone that their industry is completely disrupted and you have to do a whole new thing that you've worked for maybe 20 plus years, and you're getting now told to reskill on yeah. something else. Yeah. That's a hard, hard task. And it's not as easy as just saying, here, go take some courses or go be a part of this internship program or apprenticeship program. Like that's the whole la- level that you're saying, Dana. There's another yeah. layer that I think we don't always um, consider and factor in when we when we think about uh, learning development. Yeah, well, yeah, our, brains, like- our brains were designed to learn, right? And and too often we, we try to over-engineer or we underestimate its ability to learn. And uh, when we can get the biology aligned with our learning designs, uh, it, it can really rev up um, and accelerate the, the upskilling and the reskilling and all those other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have to remember that, that we are dealing with people. We are in a people industry, yep. you know, yep. and it's like they say, HR is really easy except for all the people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, I, I want to look at that on the more positive side of it and just say, like, yeah, if, we, you know, if we do something that gets the results, then the business value is being added, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're having that conversation with a stakeholder and saying, you know, no, you're trying to get too much content crammed in into this, you know, five-slide uh, deck that is now in, you know, six point font because you're trying to get all your ideas in there and the brain just isn't gonna be able to process that. But like, we've got a design for that. Yeah. There's biology there. There's biology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even understand it, but if it works, it works. Yeah. 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 Yep. I think I told you guys that I started after a long time of cajoling from my wife, um, going to see her, uh, Eastern medicine, uh, acupuncture practitioner to help me sleep. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it, it works. And the thing that's cool about Ellen is she's not super woo woo. You know, it's like, you don't go into her office and, you know, feel like you're going into a, uh, I don't know, like a a psychic's tent or something like that. She wears medical scrubs, you know? (laughs) And, And there was one point where she did something for me and I just looked at her. I'm like, there's just no way that that could have worked. And she's like, I know, I don't understand it, but it works. Right. And so it's like, Hey, if it's working, it's working Mm -hmm. just, just because, you know, it doesn't necessarily align with, um, with some cultural or historical best practices, uh, doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It doesn't get the value. So like, yeah, we, we, we as learning professionals need to take, the whole person into account. I'm not advocating for acupuncture in our classes, but Mm -hmm. I am advocating for, you know, giving space to rest and sleep and eating well and all of that good stuff. You gave me a new idea for a new prereq. If you want to join this new program, you have to go do acupuncture. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm starting to hint around one of the 
one of the big things that I learned or relearned this last year is just the importance for us as learning professionals to reground on the actual purpose of why we're here and remembering that the reason why we do the job that we do is because we are trying to improve performance. We are trying to, you know, help people build the skills and the behaviors that they need that are going to deliver the business results that are going to help the company and ultimately are going to help them in their career. That's what it's about. It's about performance. And we, you know, one of the things I want to focus on coming up this year is learning more how we can effectively measure that. And Mm -hmm. especially with, you know, what we're understanding now around neuroscience and, you know, maybe with some actual like technology-based sensing, how can we really measure that what we are doing in our function as corporate learning people is helping people actually learn stuff that they are going to apply and that that's going to result in business results Yeah, instead of, you know, how many people attended a training course and how much money did we spend on training? I mean, that that brings us back to the previous episode we had um, with Heather when we talked a lot about Mm -hmm. the, at the end of the day, looking at business outcomes. Right. And, and tying it back to that. And the other thing that I've, I've leaned on heavily from not relearn because we've had that conversation before, but almost to bring it back to something that I need to do more or at least discuss more with the people. And that is we can't tell or help, we can't necessarily help individuals actually learn, I would say. And maybe I'm, what I mean by that is like, we do more of the support of them to help them learn and develop. And what are the mechanisms in which we can support them to do it more effectively? And then that, again, ends up being, hopefully, ideally goes into more, improves the, the business outcome and the performance that we want to achieve. And, and I think going back to the whole, when I was used to be, I was kind of terrified with the whole AI side, Gen AI side, I have been getting a ton of ideas, though, about how this can actually support these people more often when we can't do it or Mm -hmm. their boss or their team lead or whoever can't do it. There's, you know, in our previous conversation, we, we talked with Connor and Connor mentioned these dumb questions. Well, that can be a place where they are supported to ask those dumb questions. They can ask those moments. Yeah. So that those are those, again, I think coming back to what tying that back to just the basics sometimes of remembering the basics of what we're in this field for that made me think of some of those, how to get around some of these other challenges I've had during the year. So my third one I'll toss out there is that we continue to be, I think, in a fun and exciting industry. Oh yeah, because there's there's intelligent people we work with. They're fun people. They're caring people, and that's borne out by the all of the guests we've had on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we we used to talk about our kids keeping us young. Well, I think our guests on the show keep us energized and keep us refreshed and keep us challenged. And I mean, we've had some really bright people share some really interesting insights. And to me, that's all that's all just saying that we're in a great industry. Yeah, that's my third yeah. learning or relearning. I use I use our show a lot actually in my discussions. They probably 
are thinking I get paid every time I mention the Learning Geeks uh, <laughs> just in our <laughs> talks. But it's because of that reason. We talk with so many good people and smart people that are in this uh, in this industry and even beyond it that I always think of ways of like, oh, I remember that conversation. We haven't really set episode yet, but I remember we just talked about that. And then yeah. this is the area. It's It's great for that. I well, and let me just put a plug in. I've been working on the calendar for this next <laughs> next season. We have some awesome guests coming up too. We've had we awesome do. guests this year. Oh, I'm looking at the list coming up. It's like, hey, I want to rub shoulders with all these people. <laughs> and you will. It's and amazing. I will. It's pretty good for a uh, you know somebody telling me about a a online podcasting thing and me thinking, I need to learn how to do that. Hey, Jake and Data, let's do that podcast we've been talking about. Right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Six years later, yeah. Um, I so I have I have my third one. I don't, I don't know if I said my second one. It doesn't matter. It all blends. Um, a fun one. Got back into deep game design. It's been fun. Like how Interesting. to yeah. So remember years ago. More? So the three of yeah. us. Uh, well, I could share. I could share some more. So part of part of our work, there is a game based innovation lab team, and they work on um they work on games within our recruiting function so those that come in and do assessments they do game-based assessments but when you look at these games they look like really powerful games that you would get on steam or something yeah and so i've been able to partner with the team the last i don't know how many months now on creating a game so i've been i haven't necessarily been the one developing it but I've been part of the design process. I've been thinking about um, just, you know, the interactions, getting back into that specific stuff that you have to think about complex game designs, even just getting stuff out early to test. Uh, when you go through a prototype or go through a scenario that someone developed uh, on the team, you you get to play with it and say, okay, did that person talk too long? Was it interesting enough when you're going through the mechanics? I don't know. I just found have found it so fascinating and so um, energizing for me because I've learned a lot about game design as I go. It's not something I was, um, I went to school for or anything. I've just kind of learned it as I go from experts. And I just, I, I feel like this is a next level for me from, from what I've done in the past. It's been fun. That yeah, sounds fun, exciting. Jake. I, I haven't, I haven't done any game design for a long time, but I've been playing a lot more games with my sons-in-law and my yeah. daughters than, than I've ever done before. And, you know, every, every time they come over with a, a new game and so oh, let's do this one. And so it's been interesting for me with my learning hat on to just kind of look at the game mechanics and the, the different uh, structures for gameplay and start to think about how can this translate into a learning game? And a lot of them yeah. are, you know, they're not designed to be learning games, but you'll learn things along the way just by playing. Well, and the, th- the thing that's interesting about game game design, there is a lot of learning behavior that's that's discussed when they make decisions in their design. Yeah. Because, like, for example, failing. Sometimes you want them to fail a specific mm-hmm. way because that's going to help them learn something new as they go. So there's that. it's been fun talking with the team, and there's actually someone on the team that's a learning scientist on the team, and, like, it's been fun to talk with them about that because it's there's a common language but at the same time i've even found myself playing more games too outside i've kind of gotten back i always i was going waves i feel like i get yeah. really into games and then i go off for a while 
And now I'm kind of getting back in, which has been fun. What are you playing? Uh, well, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing a couple games with the kids. Uh, yeah. The, there's this box game that we play. Uh, it's called Zombie. I think it's called Zombies Attack. Can't if it's just zombies. So it's actually meant for kids. Yeah. Uh, a certain what's it? I don't know. I can't remember the range. I think it started to be eight years old or something. But it's a, it's a card based game. It's a, well, there's a board card based game. And then the goal is to try to prevent the zombies from over attacking the school. So a simple, a simple little game. But um, from on Xbox, I've finally gotten back into Jedi Fallen Order, order okay. and stuff. Uh-huh. Or the new one. Sorry, what's the Jedi new one? Survivor? Survivor, thank you. That one. Sorry, I was thinking order. Finally getting back into that because I start these games and then I, I quit pretty quick. Because it's the story dedication that you have to get into. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I'm going into that right now. Have you run into Rick, the door technician, yet? No, not yet. Okay. No. You got to watch out for him. Okay. Um, that's, so, Bob, just that's to, amazing. Just yeah. a handful. I just jotted down a handful that we've been playing. We've been playing Crew. We've been playing mm-hmm. Fun Facts. Uh, have you ever done Exploring the World or Exploring the National Parks? No. Uh-uh. There, there, that's oh, fun, and cool. then there's also one called Exploring History. Yeah, that has all mm. that. That's a new one. It has a little bit different games. That Wingspan, Hughes yeah. and Hughes. Oh yeah, Wingspan. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of them. So those are the. It's a pretty broad range. Yeah. Right? And then, um, and then some of the traditionals, shoots and ladders. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we started playing a game called Splendor, which had been recommended mm. to me years ago, and I just had never picked it up, and then. We went to visit some friends back in Chicago, and and they pulled it out, and um, we learned how to play it, so we bought it. I, I highly recommend it. It, it. It's a lot of fun, and it plays really quick. Those are the best type of of games. We also there's a card game called Scout that we play that we like a lot. That's a good one for really pushing with your brain because there's a there's a mechanic in it that once you have your cards in your hand. You can't rearrange your cards at all. You've got to keep them in the order that they're in. And so you have to be very careful in how you play your cards because you can't rearrange them. It'll make sense when you finally play it. Mm-hmm. We played Cranium but, the other day, too, the 25th anniversary oh, edition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. A That's fun. a fun one. Yeah. We've been, we've been like peak D&D around our house. Like a lot of Dungeons & Dragons going on, and both online with the Baldur's Gate game, which... If you've never tried that, Jake, I highly recommend doing that. What but is it? Sorry, I was like it's looking Baldur's, at a, all Baldur's these games Gate. online while we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's Baldur's Jake's Gate. Jake's Amazon free, card actually. is full. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's available both on computers and on. Um, I forgot. You have a PS5 or an Xbox? Or? I have an Xbox. The new. Okay, yeah. I, I don't think it's out for Xbox yet, but it will be like in days. Okay. And it's a really, really good fantasy adventure game, but it's you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It'll teach you if you don't know how to play the mechanics of D and D. But okay, this kind of gets to what, especially looking at our clock here, what might be my last one. I'm I'm spitballing here because Dana did take my first one. Is um, adjacent to gaming, I've been starting to experiment with painting miniatures. And Jake, I don't know if I don't know if I showed you this. It's, I, I'm trying to get the camera to focus on it. Oh wow. This is the first one I did, which is it's a skeleton with an yeah. arrow. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get it to focus quite right. But, you know, it's like I am not a good painter. I am not good at fiddly crafts or anything like that. But Harrison, my son, who's living with us for a while, was like, come on, we should do this. I, you know, and he's a professional artist, right? And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. <laughs> 
I, I got a little starter kit. And, and here's the interesting lesson about this is painting these miniatures is there's a lot of tips and tricks and techniques and shortcuts that you do when you're painting these miniatures that are almost magical. And so like, you know, you, you can't really see it, but like there's really good shadows like between oh, yeah, the I ribs can, I can and see everything. It, yeah. Yeah. And I would see miniatures that are painted like this and I would think, wow, some unbelievable artist is taking a brush that is probably like one hair, right? And painting each of these in details. But that's not the way you do it. You make like a wash. You like water down a bunch of black paint and you you paint the whole thing, you know, you cover the whole thing with it. And then the black seeps into those crevices and then you just kind of wipe off the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this looks unbelievable and it's just like a trick. And so, you know, it, it, it just reminds me of how often I overcomplicate things, <laughs> you know, or yeah. I think I'm not able to do something. I'm not even going to try when just going ahead and trying and, and being willing to take a risk and then learning what shortcuts there are out there to get you help, it gets you the results you want. We didn't talk about things that we want to learn. Do we want to just do a kind of quick whip around the room and just everybody drop one or two things they want to learn for coming year? Yeah. That's what I was thinking too, Dana. You started. You should go. Uncle last because I started on the other end. Okay, I you start, Jake, because I got I to gotta think of one because I didn't write those down. So let me think. All right. So for me, what would be the thing that I am going to learn or either do more? I had two down, but I'm going to pick one experimentation. I, I, I think that one thing that I tell myself, oh, yeah, I'm good at experimentation. I'm fine failing, whatever. Pfft. You know what? I, the reality is, is that I don't do it enough. I need to do it more and get and try things faster. So I'm trying to create mechanisms, not only for myself, but how can I help others do the same? Um, that's what I think I need to get better at. So figure out how to experiment effectively and how to, how to measure more effectively while we're testing things out and measurement in a new, like kind of go deeper. So one of the areas I've done last year, I've tried to work a lot more with our people analytics team and really learn a lot from them who are psychometricians and those individuals that are really good at looking into data and writing good questions. So I think that my experimentation around, I'm going to try to really uh, kind of take that next step of doing things fast, trying things out, seeing if we can make impact, but also learn how to do new methods that I've never done before. That's great. Uh, I've got two. One is I want to learn how to use the tools and resources that are available to me to keep me on top of everything that's going on in our industry. Um, uh. I think I was, I was inspired when we talked to Lauren Hodges the other day, Dana, and she was talking about all the Google alerts that she has set up, you know, that keep her on top of topics in the learning field. I'm like, why don't I do that? I need to start doing that. Right. And yeah. Using AI to condense articles and things like that. I, I really want to be able to do that to stay on top. And then the second one is um, I am going to start a new podcast, which you guys will be frequent guests on. But Okay. Can you expand it, yet? Or yes, still- it, it is going to be a Star Wars podcast. 
uh, because the world needs another Star Wars podcast. But I have, an- but I have another, <laughs> I have another twist to it, which I think will be interesting. I realized I like listening to podcasts the most when I'm cleaning the kitchen. You know, I just put it on my Google oh, Hub. Yeah, this right? one. Yeah, yep. and um, but but most Star Wars podcasts run a good two hours, and I don't have time to listen to them all. I never get back to and finish them. So. So my podcast is going to be called Star Wars Cleaning Crew, and each episode is going to max out at 15 minutes. So it'll be me and a guest or two, so you guys will definitely be guests. And um, I'm hoping during this long break that I'm taking here to get a few episodes in the can and learn even more the um, the the interviewing side and the editing side of podcast production. That's my goal. That's awesome. That's a very worthy goal. So for me... Uh, you guys know that after nearly 40 years in the training world, 36 of them in Accenture, I'm going to be leaving, leaving the world of corporate learning this next year. And so while I plan to continue to contribute to the learning industry in a variety of ways, uh, I anticipate a pretty steep learning curve because I've been so used to 40 plus hours a week, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> dedicated to being in the office or at my desk or at the computer. I'm going to have all kinds of flexibility. And so that learning curve is going to, you know, it'll, it'll take me to places like community service and preserving family history and reigniting some old hobbies, whether it's photo editing or I've got some language studies that I've set aside for a long time and woodworking. And there's lots of hiking to do out here in Utah. So, so I, I don't know what how much of a regular daily routine I'll have. I kind of think I will, but that might go all the way to the <laughs> world. I don't know. So anyway, for me, that's that, that there's going to be a huge learning curve of making that, uh, that switch. And uh, I, I look forward to it at the oh, same time. Easier. I look forward to continuing with you guys on the podcast. And like I said, there, I've already have a, a several people reaching out to me saying, Hey, can you help with this type of thing in the learning space? And, and some of those, I'll, I'll be selective on those things, but uh, but I will. So you're going to retire so you can finally do something with your life. This I can finally <laughs> do something productive with my life, absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to it, and uh, it'll be a good year. It will. It will be a good we'll year. keep it going. So, Well, gentlemen, as always, it's been a fantastic calendar year, and you know I appreciate both of you and appreciate all of our listeners. So... Thanks for being here to do this podcast with us. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Friends. yeah. Back at you. So. Thanks, everybody. Same to you guys. Same thanks. to you both. And we'll be back real soon with another episode of Learning Geeks podcast. But until then, hit like, hit subscribe, and stay geeky, my friends. And hit surprise if you want. And hit surprise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.